welcome back to Give It a Chai. My name is Quinn and I will be drinking two different custom teas today. And my name is Lily and I am also drinking a couple of my own herbal blends. Um, the one that I enjoy the most is fresh cut mint leaves and freeze dried blueberries. We'll get into that combo. So, and that's what we're doing today. If you already guessed, DIY herbal tea blends. This is Quinn's idea. Tea blends, yay. Mine aren't completely herbal because I used some like loose leaf teas as a base to give it a base of flavor. But yeah, we were like, what can we do that's DIY with tea? How about just tea? <laughs> it's a great, it's a great thing to do. And it's, it's very cool because obviously this is how everyone used to make tea. You just grabbed, I mean, everyone used to make tea, meaning way, way back in the day before any technology, any cups, any tea kettles, whatever, you would just grab things from, you know, the land, brew it in a pot. There you yes. go. Here's some mint tea. So I um, wanted to try and see like, what can I make with what I have? So mine is all stuff that was in my pantry. Granted, my pantry is weird because I bake a lot of weird cupcake flavors all the time because that's my stress relief. And Dave and I really like Asian flavors. So we do a lot of cooking that is very Eastern inspired. So we have different things in our pantry that I think are generally staples for most people. But I'm thinking that you're going to be like, this is my bok choy tea. <laughs> And no. um, <laughs> my sushi tea, when you said Asian flavors, I was like, where is this going? That's really just like one or two ingredients, but it's fine. I had a lot of fun. I, at first I was like, I'm very intimidated by this. And then I made one and I was like, that was really fun. I'm going to make another one. So I ended up with two, even though we only discussed one, but literally accidentally ended up with more than that. So, well, as I, yeah, as I, yes. Um, I'll get there. But as I said, I kind of, like you said, it seems daunting, but it's actually really fun because ultimately what it is is just putting things in a cup and then putting water over it and then drinking it. And you're like, all right, this is good. This one's not. We're not being graded. I think I've mentioned this to you a few times with this pot. It's like, we're not being graded. You know, I don't have to like check my work or show my work, obviously credit sources when necessary, but like, it's just, we're just having fun here, you know, it's just for us. So I did read a couple of like random just articles about like different tea blends and flavors that complement each other. Cause I was like, am I being crazy? Well, I wanted to point out, I found this great article from this website, Mountain Rose Herbs, how to create your own herbal tea blends. And the author is just Kendall, no last name, Kendall. But it has this great picture. It kind of is in this pyramid of, and I didn't even consider this is how tea blends would work together, but it's sort of this base flavors, supporting flavors, and then accent flavors. I was just like, I'll just put a bunch of teeth. Wow, well, I didn't find that. Yeah, let, yeah, I wanted to put the picture in the, um, the doc, but I found that so interesting. So like, for instance, some of the base flavors listed here are like chamomile, peppermint, sage, some of the supporting um, flavors are like lemon balm, thyme, and then the accent flavors are the citrus peel, cinnamon, lavender. And then it sort of gave this ratio of three parts base ingredient to one part supporting ingredient, and then sort of like a fourth of a teaspoon, essentially, of the accent. So I, I kind of, based off of this, 
but I just found that interesting that there's actually a way to do this to make a, a flavorful tea instead of just putting things in water, which, yeah, and it's like, of course, there's a science behind it. There's sommeliers and cicerones and whatever, you know what I mean? I feel like there's some version of that for everything, so. Yes. Before we get into the rest of the show and talk about our herbal tea blends, we want to let you know Give It a Chai can be found on all major podcast catchers, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. When you are on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review. If you like, this helps to bump up the pod so other tea lovers can find the show. Quinn, take it away. Yeah, I can start with my two. You put yours in cute little jars, so very Well, these are actually our tea jars that we use because... You know, I have a subscription to Sips by and they send you loose leaf you, teas all the time. They send you loose leaf teas all the time. And I always open the packet and like I'm not gonna drink four cups of tea right there. Sometimes I am, but generally not of the same one because I have T A D D. T A D D. T A D D. So we got these little jars from IKEA. They came with these little leaves on them and I was like, great, cute. And then the other little oh jar that I have is actually a jar that a dessert comes in at this little local bakery near us. And then you just have this little jar. So we use that for tea now, too. A little jar has um, a pork stopper, which makes it adorable. It's it does, it really, does. really that I can think of. It's adorable. It, it came with panna cotta in it that was delicious. And it is also technically a tea house because it's like an Asian fusion bakery cafe. So good. Right. My first tea that I'm going to talk about was actually the second one I made. And I used a green tea out of my Sips Buy box. And I wanted to do kind of a Uncle Iroh type of deal, whatever. So I was like, what flavors work really well with that? And um, so I started digging through my pantry yeah. and I found... What green tea did you use? Like what type or uh, brand? Gosh, I have it. Let me get it. Well, as um, to get her um, her green tea, I'm hoping she's going to come back with a jasmine because anytime I hear Uncle Iroh, which at this point we've mentioned him so many times, but he is the beloved uncle in the Avatar series on Nickelodeon Netflix. Um, but his favorite green tea is jasmine. So that's when Quinn said Uncle Iroh, that's why I was like, it's definitely it a jasmine tea. It's Chunmi green tea. Chunmi. Never heard of it. Which I've never heard of. And it's from madeoftea.com. It says on the packaging, organic green tea from, oh gosh, I don't know how to say this. Zhanghe province, China. This famous green tea has a bright, clean flavor and is known as precious eyebrow tea due to the distinct eyebrow-like shape of its leaves. So Okay, so the tea is named after the province. Eyebrows, yes. Yeah, the eyebrows. I don't know how well you can yeah. see it. I'm trying to show it to Lily. So I did a lot of reading about how it should, anything you put in to like an herbal tea or you want to flavor it with should be dried, which makes a lot of sense. So, um, sorry, I went in my pantry. It's fine. And I found ginger. So I cut it up really thin and I peeled it. And I actually did this all tonight because I dried it out in my air fryer. What a millennial um, statement. <laughs> I dried it out in my air fryer. I was thinking about that. I was like, should I put my oven on like 100 and try to 
correct, right? But I just envisioned. 200 for 20 minutes. Okay. So obviously Quinn did much more research than I. I was I was going into this uh, as um, I'm going to wing it type of thing. And I, I mean, I found some blends that I genuinely enjoy that I can't wait to make again. But yes, drying is the way to go, obviously. <laughs> 200, uh, 250 for 20 minutes, you said? 200 for 20 to like 30 minutes. Okay. Depending on what you're drying. Cute. Got it. That's what I read. Um, I did mine in my air fryer. So it was a little less than that. But um, my air dryer, I found out, also has a dehydrate setting. That's not what I use because it actually dehydrates. So it's like really low, like 150 for like two hours. But um, so I dehydrated some or dried out some ginger. And then I cut that into really small pieces. And then I also went ahead and dried out some apple in there. So it's an apple ginger green tea, which I don't think is the most creative flavor. Um, but it sounded really good to me. Much more creative. And it smells than mine. really good. Already. <laughs> okay. So I didn't actually make mine or try them yet. I've just been smelling them and shaking them around in the little jars because I think they look really pretty. So I'm going to go ahead and make this one. We will steep it while I tell you about the other one and then we will taste them. So you would describe this as green tea with ginger and apple. Yeah. It's very apple forward, the scent. And I put a little less ginger in it because ginger can be so overwhelming. So I think I did like two teaspoons of the green tea and then like half a teaspoon of ginger and a full teaspoon of dried apple. So that is brewing. My other tea that I made that I'm very excited about. I actually made kind of inspired by a dessert that my good friend just gave me. She is uh, of Lebanese descent, and she made Dave and I a bunch of really delicious food. Um, and she made it all vegetarian, because I'm a vegetarian, and she's very thoughtful. And so she had to do, like, she's making a ton of it for a bunch of people just to, like, drop off at their doorsteps. Um, and she made me and Dave our own vegetarian one. And I was very thankful, because it was super tasty. There were, like, grape leaves and rice and not meat meatballs and um but the reason i'm excited about this is because she brought us baklava which is one of my favorite desserts right but i was only familiar with greek baklava which they flavor with honey and walnuts apparently the lebanese version they don't use any honey or like sugar it's just like sweetened water with rose and orange and it is so good so I actually made a tea inspired by it because I happened to have those ingredients. So I used an English breakfast. I made a bunch of this because I had a lot of English breakfast that Dave's grandma gave us because she hates everything that isn't Tetley. Um, I have many issues with Dave's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had some uh, dried rose petals that are edible grade in my cabinet because for Valentine's Day, I made rose water cupcakes. So I got some of these to top them with. Um, and then we had oranges because we're going to make a fruit salad here shortly. Um, so I peeled some of the orange peel off and dried that in my air fryer. So it's the English breakfast tea, the dried rose petals, and the dried out orange peel. It smells like candy. 
Um, I have a question, just a general one. Why do you think with making an herbal blend, why do you think drying out the ingredients is so crucial? Is it about the flavor or is it the hot water is allowed to sort of accentuate those flavors when they're dried? Or is it more about preserving the ingredients? What, what do you think? I, I don't know. I don't know. I This is just me like spitballing with things that I have heard in food science just from afar. But I feel like maybe the oils in the food come out a little bit more when it's dry as opposed to the moisture. I could also just completely be making things up. Uh, but that's my guess. And then you get like more of a flavor. Also, I think because it preserves it and it doesn't activate the tea with the moisture, if that makes sense. Those are all of my No, guesses. I totally agree. Because I'm thinking like how tea originated and became popularized in different types of cultures, like you might just set ingredients out, you know, outside, put them on a rock or a log. I mean, I'm thinking like colonial times way before that, you know, so the drying process yeah. isn't that hard. It doesn't take any technology um, unless you have an air fryer, if you're fancy like Quinn, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's relatively easy to do. No, all of those things make sense. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, well, I guess the predominant reason it has to be preserving the ingredients. That's what I'm thinking. Because it's then, you know, reinvigorated with the hot water, which is also readily available. Right. Really. So. All right. I'm going to go ahead and brew this one. And this one, this one gets the honor of the fancy mug. It's a great mug. It's um, these beautiful colors, like this sort of, I think I have talked about this because I remember like it being excited. I'm like the forest green and the ombre goes into this like aqua to pink give it a chai with our names on the handle. It's, it, it looks wonderful, Quinn. Like, thanks. I love, I love things that are made by hand. I love all craft things. So, and it was like at the um, paint, paint and wine place. Like, I love that. It was very, very fun. It was one of Dave and I's date days. Cause we have like a two, two, two rule. Um, so we do every two weeks, we do a date every two months. We do like a mini vacation every two years we do a big vacation i love that so much i'm, I'm going to do that in my own life though that's like that's genius anyway so now i'm brewing these i think the green tea is probably good to go because it usually takes a little less time to brew oh this one smells really good no are you doing that loose leaf or did you put them in a little tea claw bag no you put the, you did yes yes the yes by. Yeah, I put them in the little sips by sends you um, little disposable tea bags. So I put them inside. I those. love my sips by like I showed you, I put them in my they fit so nicely in this cigar box I have. And I just thank you so much because that like overjoyed me. I was expecting like 10 teas. There's like, I don't even know how many it's so full. I'm, and I've it's, <laughs> it's great. I try I've been trying like two a day, I discovered like my favorite new tea brand. I don't even remember all but it's like this apricot black tea it was incredible oh and yeah. i've never heard of the brand that and i never really would have good. i love it just for context i sent lily a box with one of every tea from my tea cabinet in it and she just got it yes. last week i love it it's yes. a wonderful gift <laughs> yeah I, was, I had the lady gray twinings um, today, which was like citrus, yes. but not bergamot. It was like a different. That one was wonderful. 
it's funny. Obviously, we're doing this pod about tea. We love tea and everything. But I'm like realizing how close-minded I am about tea. I like brands and routines. So I love, you know, Twining's black t- uh, Earl Grey black tea. And I don't really branch out. So like I love this. This is good. I never would have tried herbal blends. I never would have tried to do something with matcha. You know what I mean? So we're having really so truly. much fun. Love it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and try this apple green tea ginger thing. It smells pretty much like what it smelled like in the, in the little pot. Little pot. Probably a good sign. Um, <laughs> oh, that is delicious. It's it's like apple-y, but not obnoxiously so. And the green tea flavor is cool. definitely I present. I love that. I'm going to make Dave come in and taste them too, as per usual. Okay, this one, I feel like I may have put too much rose in it because it kind of smells like my grandma. <laughs> good and bad. Like, the ro- are you describing the rose flavor or is it just the scent really hitting you too much? Okay. Just the scent. I haven't I haven't okay. gone for the sip yet. It's a it's a sweet it's sweet rose though. It definitely still smells appetizing. Okay, I'm gonna go. When in you for say it. rose, did you use um, like dried out rose petals or rose water or okay. dried rose petals? So it smells a lot sweeter than it tastes. For sure. I kind of wonder if putting a little bit of sugar into this one wouldn't help it, or even honey. Um, to stick with the baklava theme, even though that would be not Anna's baklava anymore. I do like it a lot. I feel like maybe even more orange peel would help it out to kind of brighten it. So it's sweet, but not bright? Um, yeah, that's a good, a good even out of it. All right, Quinn is, Quinn is summoning um, the husband for the tea reveal. Okay, I'm getting a thumbs up. Very exciting. <laughs> I had no idea that, I mean, this makes sense, obviously, but baklava, obviously, it's a Greek dessert. I never once thought, like, oh, Lebanese would have a different take on it. But, like, of oh, course. Oh, me neither. Right? Okay, Dave is now trying the apple ginger green tea. Lily says hi. Hi. <laughs> what do you think? Give us your full review. It's cinnamon apples with like a little bit of ginger. Oh, you get a cinnamon? Yeah. Oh. Is there cinnamon? I feel like that would be something I drink with like. So uh, when I air fried them, I put some other slices in with it that had like some cinnamon and nutmeg on them, but I didn't use those. So there could, there could be a cinnamon hint. I like a little bit of it. But yeah, it's like something I would drink if I was sick. Makes sense. Green tea and ginger. Dave, you have Wait, a very like why? sophisticated palate because you guys are always, you know, tasting different beers in the brewery. So you like know the words to say and like what to identify. Use terms like fruit forward and like aftertaste. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Dave's gonna try the Anna's baklava tea now. I get a lot of rose. What else was in it? Orange peel and black tea. A little less rose, a little more orange. Yep. That's exactly Same what page. I said. I mean, I like it. It's very floral, but it's it is, very rose it's watery. Very, yeah. Yes. The rose is very overpowering. Thank you for your review. Bye. Bye, Lily. All right. So those are my my tea blends. Um, definitely learned some things. 
and we'll, we'll I, keep going. I love that. You you went the very fancy route. I went the you'll see what I did. I did four different teas um, with all pretty much the same ingredients kind of interchanged. So I was just at my local grocery store. I actually went to Whole Foods because they I knew they would have like some of the weirder stuff. So for instance, I bought this um, container of lavender buds. I knew that that would probably be harder to find. And I got some freeze dried blueberries and I got some fresh mint. And it's also like a very rainy, stormy day here in Philly. So I just wanted to get some flowers. And I got the, hopefully I'm saying this right, hyacinth. Hyacinth. Oh, yeah. Hyacinth. Yeah. Oh, and I just thought they smelled real nice because um, I just wanted to get some type of flower. Um, Quinn had recommended marigold. The store didn't have any. So okay. I ended up getting this one. Yeah. So I just put a few things together. So my first one was... I used this loose leaf tea I already had, which was the jasmine green tea from our favorite loose leaf tea company, Milk and Honey. And I added the, so I did like three teaspoons of the loose leaf to one teaspoon of freeze dried blueberries. I kind of had crushed up the blueberries, um, which now, so there's, there's a lot of things I would do differently. So for one, it would probably be the um, portion size. I was putting way too much tea in per hot water. So I probably would have done this like half of it. So anyway, I did the green tea plus the blueberries. Now I was inspired to do this because one of my one of my favorite teas is the Yogi green tea. It's called Yogi green tea blueberry slim life. And I just adore that tea. It's wonderful. Like you don't get a very strong blueberry flavor, but it's different enough where it's just wonderful. So this one has a very strong jasmine flavor. I wasn't getting much of the blueberry. I'm going to show Quinn here, but the color changed to that like sort of dark. Yeah. Oh, it's like purple. But I didn't get any sort of blueberry uh, flavor at all. And again, I think this has more to do with I put way too much loose leaf tea in. It sort of got more bitter um, as it has steeped. Because at this point, it's been steeping for maybe 40, 50 minutes um, at this point. So it's kind of bitter now. Um, it's good. And obviously it's made with real tea, jasmine, um, green tea from milk and honey, but not not a great mix by me. So we're moving on to the next mix. So the next one I did was I did, I cut up fresh um, mint leaves and I didn't, so unlike Quinn, I did not dry anything out other than the ones that I bought that were freeze dried, um, but that's okay. So I, I cut up some mint and I kind of tried to... Um, muddle it I think is the term that they do where you sort of try to I I had like a mason jar and I was sort of pushing against the leaves in a bowl this is all very um DIY I guess yeah no that makes sense though because with mint you're supposed to like rub it to really get it to bring out its flavor yeah no and I think I I successfully did that I would say so this one I did um mint and lavender and um hyacinth um flower i just added two buds to the um to the tea so this one had a very light um mint flavor and like kind of your your rose tea the lavender scent was very strong so what i noticed was as it continued to steep because at first it just didn't really taste like anything none of the flavors were coming through but as it continued to steep they 
the lavender and the fresh mint, they sort of equaled each other. So it's just this very light um, flavor. It's really nice, but it's just um, very light. You're, you're kind of getting that um, fresh mint. Um, what I was telling you kind of before that it's such a different flavor than peppermint tea. Obviously, peppermint and mint, they're different, but the fresh mint, it's a completely different flavor. I just loved it. I did do all of these as completely loose leaf. So the lavender buds I did kind of scoop out because I was just drinking lavender buds, which honestly wasn't great. <laughs> okay, so the next one I did yeah. was a lemon. So again, I'm kind of repeating the flavors. I did um, a lemon, lavender, and again, I threw in a couple of the hyacinth bum buds. So this one has a very strong lemon flavor. I didn't do just the rind. I just sort of cut up the lemon corner into little bits. So it's a very strong lemon flavor. Again, as it continued to steep, that flavor was brought out more, almost got kind of sour. So like I said, I would have done some things differently, but this is what I did. And the lavender there too. So this one, it's very lemony. You get a little bit of the lavender scent, but it's mostly lemony. So the last one I did was actually by mistake. I didn't mean to do this one, but it turned out to be my favorite. So I did the fresh cut mint plus um, the blueberries. What I was trying to do was the jasmine and the blueberries, but I did mint instead, but turned out okay. So I did the uh, fresh cut mint and a tablespoon, sorry, teaspoon of the freeze dried blueberries. Um, and this one I loved. Now, I don't know if it's the combo of the blueberries plus the mint, but it really brought out more of the mint flavor. And I didn't get any blueberry flavor, but it's just, it was such a, a strong, fresh mint flavor, much more strong than the mint plus the lavender. Maybe because those two flavors are just very light on their own. So they didn't really do anything for each other. But this one, I, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, it was just, it just was like a very bright, I guess would be the word, fresh uh, mint flavor. And I loved it. And I definitely will make it again, even though it was just totally by accident. And at this point, it's kind of just the mint leaves. So I'm not going to keep drinking it. But I really, I really liked it. And yeah, like I said, I do some things differently. Probably the main one being actually spending the time to dry my ingredients. Um, but I, I have a general idea of like what to do to make an herbal blend. And I don't know, I'm very glad tried it out. So those are my those are my attempts, I will say. I love that. Yes. I want to try, I need to get fresh mint because I want to try it in tea. And I also like putting it in my like water bottle infuser and whatever. So I'm trying <laughs> to drink water, everyone. Quinn is trying, guys. I hate it. I'm like, uh, can I pretend it's tea and put things in it to make it slightly I mean, taste like something? Yeah, or like, what else do people put in water? Cucumbers, that's kind of boring. Yeah, mint, mint's good. Well, yeah, water's lame. It is. It's just lame. I have I've not wanted to w walk home with a like a sparkling water container, so I've just been drinking straight up water. And I'm just like, yeah, I would love a pineapple Waterloo right now. That is like all I want. It's I've never had Waterloo. okay. This is gonna turn into an ad, guys. Not sponsored. Waterloo is a wonderful sparkling water brand. It's much better than LaCroix or LaCroix, whatever. You describe it so well. Like, it's LaCroix. screaming a flavor. Because that's totally true. But Waterloo, I think the flavor is so much better. They have more creative flavors. They have, like, strawberry 
and watermelon. The new ones are like blueberry and pineapple. Um, so the flavors themselves, they're just so much better. Um, I, that's really it. I, I love it. Anyone who's into sparkling water, you probably do know Waterloo. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the best one by far. Um, and it's cheaper than LaCroix because LaCroix is just going after this fake bougie name and it's not even that good. No. It sucks. I hate it. Well, Come fight Quinn, me. if you were to make blends again, what other ingredients would you want to try or use? I definitely want to try mint, um, for sure. I think I'd want to experiment with different flowers and, like, playing with the way that they play off of each other. And you've already heard me rave about honeysuckle, and I think I'd really love to play with honeysuckle. But I'm also interested in playing with, like, chocolate. So I think chocolate is such an interesting thing on its own, like, on our mini-moon we went to a chocolate factory and they gave this little like socially distant class on chocolate and we got to try like a cocoa nib itself Mm -hmm. and some of the coffee fruit and there's so much to that plant and so many different flavors just within that one plant and it's so interesting there's in the uh, sips by box um there's i believe it's a mint chocolate black tea i want to say and I'm I'm hesitating. And there's a couple of chocolate flavors in there. I'm hesitating to taste those. Cause I yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but they're always hit or miss. I will say my favorite chocolate tea that I've gotten from them, I wouldn't even really call it tea. It was literally mm-hmm. like crushed up cocoa nibs that you put in hot water. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And I drank it and it's so mm-hmm. confusing because it's delicious. And it's like Bitter dark chocolate. Well, right, it water, sounds like but yeah, hot water. chocolate except no sugar, not right. creamy or sweet, which sounds really bad. But I promise you, yeah, because chocolate is really known for this. Like, it's not actually good at all. The only reason it's eatable is because of the sorry chocolate. Don't mean to offend you, but come on, you know, you need sugar and you need the cocoa butter and you need some of the other things to bring it out, like someone's someone gives you a chocolate bar that's 80 percent cocoa you're like what do i do with this (laughs) um dave will fight you he likes chocolate bars that have full cocoa nibs i um no i'm pretty picky about it too 70 percent is kind of as because i despise milk chocolate that is a no that is for small children Uh, costumes and no one else um no so i don't go below 70 percent but yeah, when it when it starts to get to like 80%, 100%, it's just like, what are you're just you're just trying to show off. What are you doing? You're just punishing yourself. I don't know. I didn't realize that about Dave. Wow. He didn't know until we went to this chocolate factory and they like, like had very high end for us. And he was chocolate. like, Oh yeah. You know, he's a little bit I mean, what did this. he just say? Floral finish or something? Like what is that? What? Yeah. But I mean, I say that stuff all the time. He's rubbing podcast, off on you, so I, I think. think that's, uh, no, that's good. You know, we'll all be a little bit more fancy, right? I just threw mint leaves in cups and I was like, I did an herbal blend. <laughs> like, we're, we'll get fancier, you know? It's all in presentation. Oh. You could call it free range mint. I love that. Yes, this is <laughs> my free range mint. And I'm excited because I only used about half of the mint um bunch so I do have a lot of extra mint that I don't really know what I'm gonna do with 
I really want Ooh. someone to draw like mint camping now. Free range. Mint. Like, yeah, yeah, free range mint. They all have friends <laughs> and stuff, and they all have a great life. Um, plenty of sun, pasture. Yeah. Something about pastures. But listen, can we just slight sidebar here? Mint is free range by choice. It doesn't care what you want. You can't put it in a garden because yes. it will take a little dramatic over. Okay. We want to plant mint and we got it its own pot and it's going to live in the pot and it's not allowed to go anywhere else. <laughs> it's like the bamboo of herbs. Yeah, well, it is. We'll go with You're that, I guess. Well, Quinn, do you have any other thoughts about, about tea blends? Any other? Yes. My only thing is everyone should try this. It seems intimidating or like not worth it but it's kind of fun and just like when you decide to cook something I think it tastes better when you do it yourself so I'm not sure that I could like hand this to mm -hmm. anyone else and they'd be like wow it's amazing no, I like I said but I, I never like would have tried this um so I'm glad we did and it was a great great suggestion because it's very it's just it is very easy and like you said it's ultimately very fulfilling to make something of your own and try it and then be like oh wait this sucks so but I made it so Never mind. No, not all of mine are bad. But I'm actually, I actually put my no. mint, the rest of my mint on my windowsill over there. So hopefully it'll be drying out. That's kind of my goal. I'm going to actually dry that out and then try again. So I'm going to be continuing to do this. Yeah. I love that. We have a couple episode ideas. So you might hear about it, some more local businesses. We want to do another uh, test it, try it. Oh, yeah. Give it a try episode. Um, where we're gonna do boba. I Lily have not. I don't know what she means in regards to boba. Quinn said to trust her, so I don't. Cheese tea. I will. We have we have a couple. What we're saying is we have a couple ideas up our sleeves. So check it out next week. Um, until then, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, did you try to make your own herbal tea blend? Did it go well? What did you use? Well, you should email us. Give it a chai pod at gmail.com. And our Instagram and uh, TikTok are at give it a chai pod. So go check us out there. We'll have some visuals every week for our podcasts. Oh, disclaimer. Um, if you are going to try and make your own tea, make sure that what you're using is either food grade or isn't sprayed with pesticides. Um, especially if you're going to use flowers, you can't just go to like, Publix or Piggly Wiggly or whatever, walk in and grab whatever flowers you see. You need to make yeah, sure that they're uh, I actually did not, safe so. for consumption. Some of this stuff you can find like at local health groceries. So try looking that up. Uh, worst comes to worst, Amazon has a lot of it on two day shipping. That's where I found my dried rose petals because I couldn't find them anywhere locally. So all good options and they are advertised as food grade. So. Oh, yes. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. That's really all. We'll see you next week. We'll we'll see you off with some uh, see you off. Bye guys. Bye.